When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Radio contact has been attempted, but cannot be assessed. Instructions are to prepare for an attack by an unknown enemy. All right, back with another episode of the Cosby Street Podcast. Joseph Pavone here, Sean Dutra, two-man crew to break down Celtics media day in this one. Uh, Man, I don't even know where to start, but I think that the best place to start right now for us, Sean, is to talk about uh, K- Kemba Walker because this is this is about a, almost a week old now, but we haven't talked to you guys since the since the news dropped. Kemba Walker uh, stem cell injection in the left knee will be reevaluated in January. Reevaluated. I think that's the part that we need to emphasize throughout this episode, Sean. Right? Because that, that doesn't mean he will be back in January. Right? He will be reevaluated, which means the Celtics will start the season without their All Star point guard. Uh, of course, a couple other takeaways from media day, you know, so to speak. I guess it was media week as the Celtics were, uh, Celtics media had the chances to, to go through uh, questioning guys like, of course, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart. We'll get into those two guys also and what their roles are going to be, you know, heading into this upcoming season. The rookies getting thrusted in there, you know, with, with a few weeks of training camp. Sean, but let's uh, let's talk about the, the, the bombshell here. Kemba Walker, I mean, how how big is this? How big of a blow is this for the Celtics heading into this new season? Oh, yeah. I mean, so I think it's, I look at it two ways. I think first off, it's not that big of a blow for them, you know, to start the season without Kemba. I think, uh, like, they're going to be fine with the first to, to start the season if things go as planned, right? If he comes back in January, they miss him for the first maybe 10, 15 games. So this is gonna be fine. They're not gonna they're not gonna miss Kemba and you know get to a you know if he misses fifteen games to start the season, they're not gonna get off to a slow start. I don't think. I think they'll be uh, they they can figure out a way to play without him. However, stem cells, bro, like that's not good. That's that's some crazy experimental. Like I, I don't I don't. Maybe I've been in the dark for a while, but I don't think I've ever heard of anyone getting fucking stem cells in their knees. I don't know about you, Spike. No, it's not good. It's not good, Sean. And especially when you think about uh, the the fact that this this doesn't necessarily heal much, right? This is supposed to make him feel better, you know? This isn't going to exactly heal his left knee. Yeah, I mean, I don't, honestly, I don't know what stem cells, I don't, I'm not a stem cell research guy or a doctor <laughs> but like I don't come on dude give, give me your best uh webmd impression dude on this one I, this one i hear stem cells i'm just i'm like oh that's not good like they had to resort to stem cells bro they could have just do this like the normal way so i think long term long term that's where i'm concerned uh which i don't think is a secret uh seeing what the Kemba we saw in the bubble you know hit or miss you know, obviously dealing with something, even though he got the first um, 
first few games off in the return. They sort of brought him in slowly. Uh, you know, your long-term investment in Kemba Walker starts to look a little bit uh, a little bit shakier when you start to throw around the stem cells. So, um, honestly, though, like, I do, I, I'm a big believer in Jeff Teague. Like, I'm a big believer. Wow. In Jeff That's you're going, you're going from from Kemba Walker to Jeff, to Jeff Teague. I, I can't believe you think the Celtics are going to be okay. Like I, I haven't even tackled that statement yet. And you think the answer is Jeff Teague? Look, I like the Jeff Teague signing. I, I do. I, I love it. But I'm not quite sure if I love the, you know, him being the new starting point guard of this team and this team still being as successful as we saw last season. Well, listen, listen, listen. Like that. It, it, I, I think it's like last year. Kemba was out. What happened? You had Marcus Smart running, running the point, right? That's not ideal for, I think, Brad Stevens' offense, right? When you insert a guy like Jeff Teague, he can run the offense, and you're you're going to be relying on Tatum and Brown anyway. So, like, um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little worried that Kemba's going to turn into the next Gordon Hayward, bro, which like, I'm not ready for. I'm not fucking ready for it. When Kemba comes back, conversations happen all fucking year. No, that's what you got, Sean. That's that's the reality of this. That that that's going to be it, and it's going to be all about his left knee until until forever. If you really think about it. So what do you what do you think? You do, you think they're screwed without Kemba to start the season? I think they're in a really tough spot. I think you're asking for three guys to to do a lot, and of course those three guys are Tatum. Brown and of course Marcus Smart. Now Marcus Smart, he's got to take on two roles, right? He's got to sort of be what Kemba, you know, means to this team, and of course be what they're missing in Gordon Hayward. That's another thing too. I think you're forgetting the fact that there's no Gordon Hayward here. Like those are two huge contributors to what we saw last season. You take two of those guys out, you're putting these guys back into the fold. And listen, these are young guys, right? Tatum, Smart. Brown, you know, I don't expect the the quick turnaround to affect them, right? These aren't you know thirty plus year old guys. These guys are built for that for for this sort of turnaround. But what what scares me is who's going to? I mean, okay, how should I put this? What scares me is the three of them as a cohesive unit, you know, taking on these roles and 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 trying to carry the mantle for this team. And and I'm not necessarily concerned in the sense that they're not up for the challenge. I'm just concerned that it's going to take some time, you know, for them to to adjust. And and, and these are new roles and, and so much uh, to take on when you think about how thin this bench is. And, and of course, Jeff Teague helps with that. And of course, Tristan Thompson is a big signing. But I mean, outside of those two guys, it's really questionable, man. The the, the bench gets extremely thin after that. Yeah, I, I I hear you. I mean, I think the this team's going to look. A hell of a lot different than it did last year, and you know it's almost their success is going to be their success is going to be. Sorry, I'm just watching the fucking Jets just gave up by a fucking hail mary touchdown to lose. Well, the see, game. see, like the the one time you know we're not in studio, you know, you know, trying try to do the right thing with the, with the number spike and everything. Trying, you know, we do this one in quarantine, and you still can't, you know, keep the TV up, right? Of course, dude, because the Joel and I are not there to to prevent you from doing that. That's why. You're lucky. You're lucky. This shuts on mute. Actually, uh, <laughs> uh, no. But I think this team is going to be fully, completely built around the matur- matur- the maturation of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And I think they're going to be okay. I really do. I think that uh, the way that I see this team built, I see it built as 
two two all stars, one superstar, one all star, and then a, a really solid, um, a really solid group of veterans and role players, and and never and and, and the best defensive guard in the league. You know, even even without Kemba, if you're building this team without Kemba, I think you're you're looking really good. Um, with the way you have this team put together. So I, I applaud Danny Ainge for all the moves that he made. Um, you know, can they can they get around this Kemba thing? I feel like they're gonna be they're gonna be just fine. And then when he comes back, it, it you know, that's there it is. There we are. It's the Gordon Hayward thing all over again. When he comes back, depending on how he looks, can you win can can you be a championship contender with seventy five percent of Kemba Walker? I think so. What about what happened after Game Two of the Eastern Conference Finals? Does, does that scare you? Like, does this team completely imploding? Is that a, 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 still a possibility? Well, you know, I think after that game, we all said they need to bring some veterans that have been there before, right? Uh, they did, you know, and Tristan Thompson and Jeff Teague, who sort of, you know, Tristan Thompson has been farther than anyone on this team has. Uh, you know, T, not really, but at least he's a vet, you know, a level-headed vet, but, um, yeah, I don't, I, no, man, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, like, I'm not super concerned. I, I'm really not. I think that, uh, I, and, and, hey, you know, I'm being extremely positive. I mean, there, there I think there are going to be, maybe, maybe I'll change my tune after watching this team without Kevin, but I, I just feel like, you know, I haven't, and, and correct me, you correct me if I'm wrong, but Kemba, Kemba wasn't playing very well in the bubble, and I sort of got used to not expecting too much of him, right? And then they still made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. So. Yeah, but Sean, he's still, you know, <laughs> 18, 19 points, whatever you want to call it, you still, you're still getting that from Kemba. And of course, the the efficiency is, is where we were like, okay, something's up with Kemba. And of course, the shot selection and just his overall movement, we we all knew something was up with Kemba. But you were still getting something. I'll spin it this way too. You know, if you get a healthy Kemba Walker, like there's concerns. But that's the, I think that's out the window now, Sean. I, I think okay, put it this way. I think if if I'm Brad Stevens. I'm going into this thing, and I'm talking to my team, and I'm reminding them over and over again, Kemba's not here. Like I'm right. going to plant it in their head that let, let's approach the season as if he's not even coming back. Like There's no Kemba. You know, whatever we get from him is a bonus because that's the sort of mindset you have to have right now. Do you think that's a possibility? Do you think he could potentially miss you know, a majority of the season? Yes, yes. I think that's a strong possibility. I mean, this is the Celtics we're talking about. They've dealt with something like this before, and Isaiah Thomas. They're going to be extremely cautious, and they're going to try to roll him out there for you know for the postseason. And we'll see how he looks by then. But that's a that's a long road away. But I, I just it just doesn't look good. It, it's it really doesn't look good, and and it makes sense. You know the trade rumors and uh, you know the eye test. Obviously, I mean we we all knew something was up. But listen, let's let's keep it. Let's go on the bright side, right? Let's, let's since you're so high on this team, I'm, I'm sure you loved what Tristan Thompson had to say uh, during his press conference when he was formally introduced as a member of the Boston Celtics. He, uh, he he's talking about those championship vibes, Sean. You know the the ones that everyone's talking about. That this guy's gonna bring that to this Celtics team. Of course, LeBron James was mentioned, and he talked about bringing LeBron's wisdom to the Celtics. What did you make of that, Sean? Yeah, Tristan Thompson. Need- Tristan Thompson's gonna bring that. We don't need no LeBronisms on the Celtics, bro. Come on, so you hate that? I thought that was something you would love. Nah, man. What I love is he said he wants to be a, a 
Marcus Smart in front court. That that got me ready to run. Through oh, court. you love that? That that's what you love? Okay, that's what stood out to me. That's what stood out to me. I almost I, mean, I almost laughed at that. <laughs> I think I did. I think I laughed a lot about. It. I'm like, okay, so that's the guy. Like, not for nothing. I mean, Marcus Smart, of course. You know, we all know what he means and 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 the. The, the characteristic that he brings to the team, and, and okay, I, I get what you're trying to pull there, but like you're the you're the older guy, Thompson. You're supposed to be bringing the Tristan the, the Tristan Thompson out of the Marcus Smart, you know, not the other way around. But okay, well, I'm with you, Tristan. I guess. I think he understands how important uh, Marcus Smart is to this team. You know, I think that's that's a testament to Marcus Smart. But um, but yeah, man, I, I thought I thought he said I thought uh, I, I, I thought he bringing that championship. Uh, experience. I don't need, I don't know if we need to give LeBron any fucking credit, um, but uh, for anything that happens this season. But you know, uh, I think Tristan Thompson has been there. He's he's you know watching some of his highlights over the past few ye- few years without LeBron. I think he really took a leadership role on that young, inexperienced, not very good Cleveland team. So that says something. So. Uh, yeah, no, I, no, no question. I, I'm not, I'm not knocking the kid for you know bringing up LeBron and all that. It's just funny to say that LeBron's wisdom to bring that to the. But I'm with you. You know, Tristan Thompson, he wasn't some guy just coming off the bench and and just eating up minutes. You know, he meant a lot to that team defensively, and, and he was the heart and soul. And that, that's sort of the 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 drive that you want to see in the front court because the Celtics needed it up there, man. They needed it up front going up against Miami. You know, going up against. Uh, you know the Bucks. The Bucks are going to be better. You know the Bucks are they, they're they're reloaded. You know, and, and you need someone there up front. I think Tristan Thompson can certainly be that guy uh, down the stretch. But it's going to be it's going to be up to the rest of the team though if they're going to be good enough to even you know be in be in the game against top notch teams. And I'm not saying something won't be able to, but like to keep that consistency without Kemba Walker, it's going to be tough, man. You're losing a huge blow to your offense. Not to mention again Gordon Hayward. Not to mention those assists, those points productions. You know, I mean, two guys that certainly have a lot to prove are Tristan Thompson and, and, and Jeff Teague, though. I, I think that's something that. Uh, Celtics fans, you know, have to remember too that that these two guys they've been thriving and and, and hoping to, to to latch onto a team like the Celtics and yeah. prove the, prove yeah. themselves on on a top tier team. And they can't just latch on. That's the thing. They they, they can't just latch on, and, and they need to be vital parts of this team for to, them to be successful. So I think that that's be huge. My, so my biggest thing, you know, to, you know, we're talking about we need to get production from. The, the other part of that Kemba piece that just sort of hit me is like, if Kemba's not there, right, this is the first time since Jason Tatum's been a Celtic where it is a, like officially, officially his team, right? He had Kemba there. He had Kyrie there. You know, um, they, say, what, say what you want, but, you know, they, they were the big dogs, right? Yeah, like, no question. Of course. Best. So yeah. this will be... Extremely interesting to see how he can lead a team the entire regular season, which is a shorter regular season this year, right? But still, the entire regular season, and that's where this is going to be the make or break. Like he, he that that's where this team's going to going to going to make or break on it is is can he be that guy? And this is we I I think it's a resounding yes. That's why I think I'm you know. Maybe in the minority that think the Celtics are going to be perfectly fine, um, but 
you know. I, no, I don't think you are, man. These Celtics fans are, are are hyped, and I think they're a little too hyped. All right, put put it this way: Where would you put the Celtics if you're if you're ranking the Eastern Conference right now, heading into the season? Where where would you put them? Well, uh, I think you're right. Milwaukee got better. Milwaukee definitely got better. Um, I think Toronto. Uh, I I put the Celtics ahead of Toronto. I put. The Celtics ahead of. Uh, I put the Celtics ahead of Philly. I put the Celtics ahead wait, 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 of. So you just gonna slot them at number two? You putting them second? I mean, the only, the honestly, the only team, and I don't even like saying this shit, but the only team. <laughs> of course that, you don't. <laughs> the only no because of fucking Kyrie. Yeah, I think Brooklyn, like literally, I, I think Brooklyn could be a problem. Yeah, like, you gotta they, you gotta put them up there. You gotta put them ahead of the Celtics. Come on. If they can stay, if they can stay healthy, if they can stay healthy, I think you're looking at, you know, uh, the top three teams in the East, being the Bucks, the Nets, and then the Celtics. I think like, uh, but I, I I think the gap is, the gap is pretty, the gap is pretty pretty slim, like between those three teams, and then of course Toronto. And, and, and I, I'm not even bringing up Miami. Miami's in there, too. Wow. Put, You're not even going to put Miami above the Celtics. What about the, the Sixers? No. No. I, I Until the Sixers can show that they have... Yeah, see, you're sounding uh, just like the majority of Celtics fans right now, man. You lost the- Hayward. <laughs> you lost Kemba Walker. <laughs> like that, but Thompson and, and, and Teague, that's the replacement. So, so they're they're even, right? Don't say, don't tell me the Celtics got better. What you, you think they're evened out? That evens out? No, but you're forgetting the fact that the that like okay, it's very it's very misleading to say you lost. You know, okay, no, because because are- Tatum Tatum and Brown are still ascending. I got you. Okay, yeah, but and also. You lose two all stars, but those two all stars couldn't stay on the court, right? So, like, it's not as as devastating as if you were to lose. No, that you know? that, no, that last sentence was misleading. But go on. No, I'm, I'm being real. <laughs> Yo, Gordon Hayward was up until the bubble or up until the playoffs. He was he was fine. He was healthy. He was incredible. That was the best Gordon Hayward we saw in the Celtics uniform by a mile. Yeah, great. Then he got injured. Kemba Walker, you know, he was he limped his way through. But hey, again, that production got you through Bro. the first round, got you through the second. You squeezed through, but you got through Bro. the got through the Raptors in Game Seven. And you, you were two. You were two wins away from the final, Sean. Two wins away with with him limping. Post All Star break, Kemba Walker was a shell of himself. Let's be honest. But was, Gordon Hayward wasn't. But Gordon Hayward. But but you can't. You had Gordon Hayward for what fifteen games, and then he got hurt. Like it's the Celtics have a core. Those players, even though they're All Stars, aren't. Vital to the core. Like, I feel like I feel like you think like <laughs> I feel like you think Tatum and Brown is gonna like. I mean, look, listen, they're gonna they're gonna step their game up. They have to, and I think they both will. But I just think this. You know, we got the first half of the schedule already out. It's 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 Eastern, it's Eastern Conference heavy as we expected because of what's going on because of COVID and yeah. because of yeah. traveling. And these conference got significantly better, Sean. 
And I, I just think these, these teams, these teams aren't going to be as easy or it's not going to be as, you know, you won't see the Celtics pull off the, the sort of wins that they did. Because again, Kemba, man, how many, how many fourth quarters throughout the regular season did Kemba ball out and, and close out a game for the Celtics? 1000%, bro. Can Jalen do that? Maybe that's the question we need to be asking. Can Jalen be that guy? I think, I think, uh, I think he will have to be. He will have to be. And you guys are the ones supposed to be pumping Jalen Brown's tires. That's not my fucking job. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you converted. You converted. Don't you were. Be, don't be don't, don't, right when I get on the fucking bandwagon, you're going to jump off. You're going to say you can't. <laughs> no, come on. Don't be. Hey, hey, I'm just saying it's a big if. And, and these two have to get along, or these three, when you add Marcus Smart. They have to be on the same page, you know? This episode of the Causeway Street Podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. You can get in on the action right now. The season opening bonuses is the best way to start you off wagering on win division and championship futures today. Head to betonline.ag and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. That's betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, well, I'll, I'll put it this way. I'll put it this way. I think that you have, you have a much, much tougher East than you've ever had before. Right, which is that's why last year when we lost to the, the Celtics, lost to the Heat, we were we were we were more pissed about it because that was their chance, right? That was their chance. The bubble, the East, you know, wasn't as strong. It's gonna be a friggin' dogfight this year. I mean, you could you could easily can I you could convince me that my argument is is wrong very simply and tell me that the Celtics are you know a top five team in the East instead of a top three team. In the East. Like that, that's how, that's how competitive that the, the teams are going to be. Yeah. That's and where I, I'm at right now. Uh, I'll say top five right now. Well, I five, think, six, that, that, that could be, it could be teetering. No, bro. Come on. I can't believe you I, won't I, even I, mention the Miami heat, the team that beat the Celtics. You won't even no, mention okay. them. <laughs> I, mentioned the heat. I mentioned the heat. I'm saying, no, I, you had, you had them slotted at number two. <laughs> I had the Celtics at number two, yeah. I number two, maybe three. But Miami wasn't number one. <laughs> yeah, what do you mean? What do you mean? Why would they be number one? Why would they be number one? Because they won the East. They were just in the finals. So either way, like, either way, okay. Uh, okay, between between those teams, though, Brooklyn, the top, Toronto, Miami. So this, this is my hierarchy. This is my hierarchy. I think you have a you have a clear. So I put the four teams, the best four teams in the East. I put in, in no particular order because I think I wouldn't be surprised if any of these teams come out of the East. Is Milwaukee, Boston, Brooklyn, Miami. Then I do think there is a little bit of gap between the 76ers and the Raptors. Uh, I do think that they are going to be, you know, not not having you know I think that there's a there's more of a gap there and I'd be more surprised if Philly or if Toronto came out of the east but that being said um 
the East is fucking tough. Like the, I, I would, I would almost say, is the East a little tougher this year than the West, the Western Conference? It's really balanced out, huh? What, what do you make of the uh, the Russell Westbrook, uh, uh, John Wall trade? I think whoever fucking gets them in the first round of the playoffs is going to be fucking not happy because that's a that's a seventh eighth seed in the East right now. I think I think Russ is going to have. Uh, uh, a really nice season. Uh, How's he get along with Bradley, though? I think I think he'll get along better than fucking James Harden. Um, uh, that obviously didn't work. And Bradley Beal has never been. I mean, Bradley Beal had his chance to score thirty points last year, and they look what look what happened. Right? Give him an All Star. Give him something to play with. He's always played well with John Wall, and. You know, they sort of, they coexisted, you know, two guards, guard-heavy team. I think you're going to see, you know, and, and when John Wall and Bradley Beal were healthy together, they were a playoff team, you know? Uh, so I, I would be surprised if the if the Wizards weren't back in the playoff contention. I I think it's a, I think that trade is a fucking slam dunk for the Wizards because who the hell knows what kind of John Wall you're going to get? A guy that literally needs to be fast coming off a two-year-long knee injury. Like, that's, that's that's a little scary. So I think they, uh, they, they, they won that trade uh, hands down, hands down. Yeah, but if you're Houston, you're just happy to, give, to oh, yeah. trade that contract, right, to get rid of Westbrook because now oh, yeah. you're like, okay, this has to work. If it doesn't, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But in the meantime, here, James, I know you want out of here, but – can you, you know, maybe this is, this is what you need. This, this is the, the, the new point guard you need or the new guard, the new running mate that, that's gonna, that's gonna click. That's gonna click with you. Yeah, I think, uh, I think that, that just, it failed in Houston, right? They needed to get rid of, uh, they needed to get rid of Westbrook and, you know, that's more, I think, uncontrollable. You know, and they're going to be looked back on it and say, "Wow, we get John Wall. John Wall sucks." But hey, you know, uh, maybe he won't suck. I don't know. But I, I think they're going to be—they're going to have the same exact record. It's just Westbrook and Harden. That was—I thought it had some potential. I did pick them to make it to the finals this year. Uh, but yeah, that was a—that was a failed experiment, bro. That was failed. That was—that was brutal. All right, let's uh, let's wrap up with this, man. Jason Tatum. Five-year deal. Uh, of course, talked about how the dream come true to to be to be here for for five more years. He said, uh, "Really excited for it." You know, all that. Did that quote stand out to you though? That for five more years, were you surprised that you didn't hear Tatum say, "You know, I hope to be here for the rest of my life, for the rest of my career." You know, I'm excited for. You know, I, I hope that happens, or at least that at least this is the beginning, heading towards that direction. Am I looking too into this, or did you? I don't know. I was a little taken back by, it. a little surprised that he yeah, didn't say that. I think you're probably looking too much into it. I think he learned a lot from uh, Ky- the Kyrie fiasco to say like, yo, it's just better to just not say shit. Like the the Celtics fans are gonna love him, you know, and and. The next, I think he. I have a feeling he'll be a Celtic forever, but because I don't think Danny Ainge, as long as Danny Ainge is still the GM, I highly doubt uh, that 
Tatum will be going anywhere. Right. You don't think that any of that bubble, you know, that bubble <laughs> camaraderie with the rest of the league, you don't think that rubbed off on him? I, I'm just, I don't know, man. Sometimes yeah. I think maybe he had a couple <laughs> conversations with <laughs> with people in that circle and was like, hey, if things I don't did. work out your next con- after your next contract, because everyone knew he's going to stay around at least for another five years, right? But yeah. if, things don't, if things go south, we can, you know, team up in this place or team up in that place, you know? Well, I mean, he made his money. He's now he's now got a contract, so he's not. You know, I, I think it all depends on how the Celtics do. If the Celtics are, you know, can win a championship in the next five years, which I think is definitely achievable. Uh, and if the Celtics can, you know, have, you know, keep building around Tatum and Brown and Brad Stevens, and just putting a championship caliber team on the court year in year out, uh, I don't think they. I don't think Tatum can really complain unless he unless it's unless it's something where, you know, I hate to say this, but the only place I could like see him going would be the fucking Lakers because of the Kobe thing. Mm. But uh, if he did that, man, damn, that that's uh, I think he's I think he's in a position where he just can't do that shit. <laughs> he can't. Uh, be, save that drop. You know, that uh, never that has never even crossed my mind. Damn. That's the place I'm worried about. Him and Anthony bro. Davis. Yo, like in five in five years, Tatum will be, you know, the best player in the NBA or one of the best players in the NBA. And he'll like, LeBron know, will be LeBron will be in his forties. LeBron yeah, yeah. Bronny Jr. It's perfect. Bronny Jr. will will be just, you know, he'll be coming out. That's the only place that I would be very worried about. Now, I never, I, I never want to think about it. So let's pretend this fucking conversation. <laughs> yeah, nope, <laughs> too late, bro. You opened <laughs> it, man. Yeah, yeah, you're fucking being recorded, kid. Uh, yo, What's the line uh, of Pineapple Express? <laughs> the monkey can't go back in the bottle, man. <laughs> it's already out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what? That's not even an expression. <laughs> Yo, that's it. That's what's going to happen if the Celtics don't get it together, man. If he doesn't win a championship, because I'm with you. If you win a championship, you're, you're, you're stuck here. Because let's face it, man. There's no other city like Boston. It's not even it's not even a choice. Like, you don't even have say in the matter. Because you'll be so... You'll be revered so much. And you'll be up there with... You're already up there with Paul Pierce. It's all about winning a second one at that point. And he would, he'll just be committed. So I'm with you. If the Celtics win a championship, he won't do it. But if they don't win a championship, what's going to stop him from going to L.A.? Well... I think you look at it this way. I think we know it, so fucking Danny knows it, right? And there's oh, a course. reason why. There's a reason why his he has been so. I think a, a little like tactical with the way he's been building this team, not to get, uh, not to just go out and you know that whole Miles Turner f- situation, right? Um, you know, there's, there's, I think a method to his madness. I think he's, he knows that he has a five year window now that he needs to, you know, win, and the team needs to win starting now. And I think that's what he's been doing every every move he's made this off season. And you know, he got lucky this time though. You got to admit that he got lucky. Yo, but how do you feel like he got lucky? He does it every. What do you mean time. if Tristan Thompson doesn't sign? And that was that. Do you remember that night? It was getting late. It was like, wait a minute. Okay, <laughs> this Miles Turner thing maybe it's not going to happen, but something's got to happen because if it doesn't, who's your big man? And then boom, 
I think Tristan Thompson that dropped at what, like 6 p.m. that day when everyone was getting signed? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't think but, that was, I mean, I think he was obviously on their radar, but that took some time, you know, to get that deal to come to, to come together. Yeah, man. I mean, I think, uh, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's irresponsible sway to say that it was fucking lucky because Danny, <laughs> Danny, Yo, even never, Danny will tell you, it takes a little luck, no? Danny Ainge will never put himself in the corner. There's never been a spot that Danny has been, <laughs> Come on. that he didn't have fucking 19 options and all of them were, were positive, right? He got through, he signed Gordon friggin' Hayward and he got injured day one and that team was was still had options. Like, so, so this is ideal to, to just let him walk. I mean, okay, he got the exception. Excuse me, excuse me, Celtics fans, but stop yelling at me. I can hear you. Let's see what happens. Exactly. He's got a year. He's got a year here to use that. There's something to be said about options, bro. So many bad I'm with you. And I hope he doesn't even use it before the season starts. I think you hold on to it and you see, you know, you see this thing through, see where, where teams are at because you've seen this before, Sean, where, you know, 20 games into the season, 25 games yep. or whatever, teams are like, ah, I don't want this guy anymore, you know, or, eh, this guy's too much money on the books here. They, they want to get rid of it. But that's the thing, though. You, you're going to get another team's, you know, trash, so to speak. You, you're going to get guys that they don't want. It could be a guy that, that's going to help you, but he's probably going to have a couple of years locked onto it. Or at least another player is going to be attached to that guy that you want, and you're, you're going to be stuck with that person. They got a ton of picks. They got a ton of young players. I mean... If there's a team that wants a draft pick and Danny feels like he can overpay draft capital wise to get, you know, a player to come off this bench that maybe is making, making, you know, 15 million a year, 17 million a year, right around there. I think that's what you're looking at. I think that's honestly where you're going to be looking at. And like, there's a lot of players in the league that sort of fit that mold. So, hey, we'll see what happens. Danny's not, Danny Ainge again is making sure that whatever happens, he gets to decide what's going to happen, right? That's that's what's, that's what I think the beauty of this whole uh, post-Big 3 era has been, is that there's never been anything that he had to do. You know what I mean? He's been able to, he's given himself so many options that he's he's been able to make that choice, which is very, very unique. For the NBA nowadays, so hey, you gotta give it to him. All right, all right. I'm just happy we got basketball in ten days. I tell you that much. <laughs> We're gonna find out what this team looks like really soon. Yeah, man. So uh, preseason. Oh wait, yo, bro, are you you're not telling me. You're not tell. You're not. You're not saying what I think you're telling me, are you? What's that? Oh yeah, you, you're gonna get your segment back. We looking ahead. Bro? <laughs> you're gonna get it back. Not this episode. Next week. <laughs> All right, yo, all right. Okay, I, got, I got the fucking guitar. I've been practicing guitar, bro. In season mode now, so you got to step it up here, you know. We're going, we're, I think this is like your third season of, of, of uh, looking ahead, so this is this is big here. There we go. Yeah, third season is always the, the pinnacle season for any real TV show. So Yeah, I think you're going for the Emmy now. I think this is it. You got to put it this together. Is it. This is it. This is it. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to maybe have some original, original uh, recordings. An original. Uh, oh original yeah, you're you're a, you're a guitarist now. I forgot. Yep. Maybe I'll lay down the tracks. Maybe I'll put set the drum set up. Get to get a couple of recordings. <laughs> John's gonna up. have like a a seven minute set just going into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, "Fuck this again, dude." <laughs> so 
just to just to rattle off three teams that the Celtics are going to face. It's like we fucking know, all right. Everyone by the by the by the third song, everyone fucking Google the schedule by then. Like, damn man, dude. Yeah, I'll just fucking do it. Yeah, we're gonna do this every episode. What the fuck? Uh, but then you know, you know, you know that we'll have some hardcore, hardcore uh, causeway heads out there that'll be like, "Yo, how can I buy this?" <laughs> yeah, put this up on iTunes. <laughs> oh man! All right, that's gonna do it. We're up out of here. Uh, hopefully, we'll get Joel back next week. Yo, shout out to Joel, bro. Feel better, man. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out to Joel. All the best wishes to him. Hopefully, we'll get him back here to get the three of us together. Uh, the, the way it's supposed to be here on Causeway Street. You guys already know, Joel's not here to do it, so we're not going to do it in case he missed it. But, And, you know, he usually signs off with all the social media platforms. Guys, check us out, of course, at Causeway Street. Check us out on Twitter and um, and, and at CausewayStreet.com for all the latest news, uh, articles, and opinions. Sean, you got anything before we get out of here? Uh, no, bro. Uh, stay safe, everybody. Shit's getting real out there, bro. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Stay healthy, please. You know, the weather's changing. People getting sick out there. And uh, those numbers, man, they, they keep spiking, man. It's, it's getting scared. I hear that, bro. I hear that. All right, until next week, guys. Later. We out of here. I right, do.